0: What's up, guys? Welcome back to In My Non Expert Opinion. I'm your host, Chelsea Reif. And if you're a first time listener, this podcast really focuses on travel, lifestyle, manifesting, and lately just living life on your own terms. I have moved to Australia. I've been here for about six months now, and I actually turn 29 next Saturday. So I've been doing a lot of reflecting, and it has been such a roller coaster. If you've listened to the last few podcasts, I had a rough couple weeks slash months. I just dealt with the loss of my grandfather. I was going through a health scare with my family. I was dealing with a lot of transitional changes. Like I knew I signed up for this nomadic life, but it got really difficult. And I feel like just in the past week or so, I started to feel like back to normal, quote unquote. And it just reminds me that when life gets really, really rough, there ha- there's only one way and it's back up. Um, My mom had to remind me that because I was going through a really dark time where I just called her and I was so upset about everything like not being home for the holidays, not being with them, all this health scare is going on, missing my grandpa's funeral, and then I found out a close friend had a sibling pass away, and it just felt like all this heavy stuff was happening. I mean, all the bushfires are in Australia, they're in New South Wales, which is the area where I live. And it just felt really heavy. Um, My mom's also from Puerto Rico and I don't know if you saw, there were earthquakes over there. And so it's just like, wow, not only is there shit going on in my life, there's shit going on in everyone's lives, there's shit going on in the world. And it just started to really weigh on me where I was like, this isn't that fun. Like being over here isn't that fun. I don't really like what I'm doing. I don't really like, I don't even want to travel anymore. Like, I just kind of want to feel good again. And It really took that, you know, dark period to get out of that funk. And it actually almost challenged me to see how I look at my own thoughts. Um, You know that saying, when it rains, it pours, or bad things come in threes? You know, we've all heard these things. I think that's because, like anything, like attracts like. So when you're negative, you start looking for everything negative that's happening to you. For example, when my grandfather passed away there was still all this transitional stuff happening. I was still having friends move. I was in the middle of moving all the time. I was shuffling around jobs. um, But I didn't feel negativity. It wasn't until like, a few other things happened that then I started to add it all up. Like, oh, that wow, look at this shitty thing going on in my life. And oh, yep, that one thing happened at work. And oh, yeah, then that guy did this. And oh, I remember that fight two weeks ago with this person. Oh, my, like, you just start adding it up in your head. And so what I've realized is when something like that happens, I have to dip into the toolbox that I've built in the last, I don't know, three, four years And remember all these different exercises and mind patterns and things that I've reviewed and really look at them and try and understand what can I employ from this toolbox that would help me get out of this funk. Um, I will say when I'm on my period, I also have a really, really dark day. I think any girl listening can relate to this. Um, but you know, guys, if you have been around your girlfriend or your partner or been around a girl in general, when she's on her period, obviously it's going to be more hormonal anyways. So I just had that whole, you know, hormonal imbalance on top of all these other things going on. So what I mean to say by all this is Instead of letting it get really, really bad, which I was kind of spiraling at one point where I was just, again, feeling like, should I even be here? Should I just quit my job? What Should I just go back to a nine to five? Like, maybe I'll just finish out the year and go home. Definitely all that came across. And I actually figured at some point that would happen when I was here. I didn't think it was going to be all rainbows and butterflies. But I think because I'd gone so long without anything really, like hitting me that hard i was like you know what maybe i will finish the year on a strong note without going through any emotional stuff and it's like i'm human i'm in my 20s of course i'm gonna miss my family of course things are gonna happen while i'm gone just because you move abroad doesn't mean life stops just because you move abroad doesn't mean all the problems you had back home won't follow you here like if you had relationship problems and you don't know how to deal with them you'll deal with them abroad. If you have family issues and you don't know how to deal with them, you'll deal with them abroad. If you have financial issues and you don't know how to manage your money, you'll deal with that abroad. If anything, I feel like moving abroad magnifies these for you. I remember moving thinking like, oh, I'm I'm leaving a lot of stuff behind. I don't have to deal with that anymore. New life, new city, new friends. And it's actually quite the opposite. It almost forces you to really look at your own shit. So while all this was happening... I'd remember like even techniques from my therapist of like, why do I care so much? Why do I think this? Um, what evidence do I have of this situation? And even journaling, like what can I journal? What, what accounts on Instagram inspire me? I've been doing a lot of unfollowing. So um, yeah, I think it's really important the content you consume, you really register what is going in and out of your mind because... That plays a huge role, whether we want to admit it or not. I used to work in influencer marketing for six years. I know what's fake and what's not. And I still even find myself comparing and scrolling mindlessly. And I was like, I got to get out of this whole funk, like unfollow, um, unsubscribe to any media, news, anything that's just not bringing value to my life or uplifting my energy. And what I realized is I have to get out of my own four walls to get out of a funk. We all have been there where you're in a really, really dark spot where you just want to sit in your room and cry and maybe watch a Netflix show to help you cheer up. Maybe order Uber Eats and get up. I was doing that for a while. And my mom even said, she's like, I think you just need to like get out of your room. Just walk to the beach. And I was like, that's not going to make a difference. Like getting up, I'm still going to be sad. I'm still going to be upset. I'm still going to be in this weird funk. And finally, I just started doing little things. Like, I think it's important when you're feeling... Any type of negativity or sadness or grief or sorrow or anything that you really let yourself feel it first instead of masking it, because I think it's just going to come back tenfold. So for me, I didn't want to like pretend nothing happened and try and cover it up and overwhelm myself with activities. It was just a little bit at a time. So again, this was a culmination of everything. There wasn't like one specific event that happened. It was just all these different feelings of like shame and sorrow and sadness and anger and loss and. All these things at once that I just started to get in my own head. So slowly I've started to get back to, okay, when have I been happiest in my life? It's usually when I'm creating something and i talked about this in the last podcast. I think it's really important to have a hobby that you know lifts your energy no matter what. Like every time you do it, you're happy. For me, that's always been dancing or hip hop dance. So I signed up for a dance class. I have that coming up in a few weeks. I like to draw. So I bought a sketchbook. I like to podcast podcasting actually is really therapeutic for me. So let me get back to podcasting little things like that started to totally shift my mood. Then I started writing things down and then I also really started intentionally looking up Instagram accounts that would help me out. So different people that are inspirational leaders, speakers, um, romantic leaders and experts, like just everything. I was like, you know what? I want to see more of their content and I'm telling you, that made the biggest difference instead of like being sad and opening up my instagram and scrolling all these like bachelor bachelor reality stars in hawaii on the revolve around the world trips whatever i was like i need to follow really inspiring accounts so i looked up like different quote accounts um i don't know if any of you follow or have heard of matthew hussey he's really really good about relationships And I really wanted to just hear what he had to say. And I started watching his videos and I was like, damn, he really knows what he's talking about. So I started watching his content. There's another guy called Mark Groves, Create the Love. He's constantly dropping truth bombs. And so I started listening to that and watching his content and then from there you kind of just see who they interact with and who they follow and who they have guests on their you know podcasts or shows and so i started following these people and honestly i'm not kidding it shifted my energy that's just from following like five new accounts and constantly consuming their content so now if i'm scrolling and someone pops up I don't even care if it's someone from college that we like went to a tailgate together. I don't follow them. I'll either unfollow or just mute. You know, we don't have to unfollow everybody, but mute them. Like, I don't really care to see that you're in New York City with your boyfriend when we hung out for two seconds in college. And I know that sounds harsh, but it's true. Like, that's not bringing me value. If it's even the captions, I'm so over it. It's just like, big apple, ha, fun in the sun. Cool day out. I'm just like I don't like have time for this. And I think as I get older you really start to realize what you have time for and what you want to have time for or create time for. And again, this may sound bitchy, but like we've all been there. You're like, oh, cool photo. Like, am I happy? Am I uplifted? Am I joyful? Am I entertained? Am I educated? Anything? Or is it just a pretty person and a pretty background? That's not fun for me. So I'm muting all those accounts. I'm intentionally following new ones. I'm getting back to these new practices, even like feel-good songs. And I know that sounds so cheesy, but I've been listening to the jungle giants which i discovered at my workplace at my music agency and they have all these like fun funky dance songs i just have them on repeat i play them in the morning and my mood is like instantly shifted so i would definitely check out them this isn't i'm not sponsored by jungle giants they're just a new favorite band of mine but find those feel good songs you know those songs that instantly change your mood i think that helps as well so yeah those are just some updates i wanted to share of like When you live abroad, you are going to face a lot of shit and then it's going to spiral and you're going to feel like shit and you have to get out of it. So I hope that helped a little bit. I'll probably do a whole podcast on this, but I definitely wanted to give some insight into how I'm transitioning out of that. Uh, I would say big updates are that I have to go do my regional work soon. If you don't know what I'm talking about in Australia, if you're on a working holiday visa, in order to get a second year visa, you have to go do rural work for 88 days so for some reason, Americans caught a break where we can do hospitality or tourism. Almost every other nationality has to do farm work, like literally go work on a farm, packing fruit, peeling fruit, picking bananas, um, planting things like Literally working on farms, Americans can do hospitality or tourism, but it has to be in a very specific area. So I can't just be working at the front of a hotel in like downtown Sydney. I have to go up north to like a more secluded area, beach town. But that's not bad. Like I would rather do that than you know pack bananas at 5 a.m. So I have to go do that pretty soon because you have to do it for 88 days, which is almost three months, and you have to account for weekends, sick days, weather, all that fun stuff. So, I'm in the process of looking into that because now that's the reality of living abroad. Like, when you're on a temporary visa, it's temporary. So, you have to start considering your options. Like, do you wanna stay? Do you wanna go home? Do you wanna extend it? And for me, I feel like time flew by here. I feel like I have so much left to see. So, I definitely wanna stay. And I just wanna make it a point to travel to the places around here that are close by while I'm on this side of the world. So, if I get my second year visa, I'm gonna say when I get my second year visa. I want to make that a priority is traveling all over Australia, but also traveling all over the side of the world. I definitely do not want to go back to the States. I know if I go back, I'll just try and get like a nine to five corporate job. And I'm trying to shift away from that. I'm really trying to focus on doing what I want to do. That was the whole reason I came out here. And once again, my guru of a mom, guru, I can't really say that word. (laughs) She really is pushing me to stay on the path that I came over here to stay on. So when I came over here it was all about doing my own thing, especially with podcasting. Fell off the wagon a few times. It's really hard when you have your own thing to do staying focused, but she made a good point like everything I'm doing over here I could be doing in the states. I could be working three part-time jobs, I could go live in LA and live by the beach and you know surf and do all these things and I could go live in New York and meet all these different cultures of people. But the reason I came here was to focus on my own stuff and travel. And I haven't really been doing that. Like I have been to a few places, but for where I live, I should definitely be seeing a lot more, especially these little day trips just even around Sydney. So I'm trying to make it a point to travel and focus on the podcast in 2020. That is another big update that I have is that if you've been listening, I would say in the past maybe three months, I've been really trying to focus on podcasting and my yoga business And thank God to high vibe friends that can really be honest with you. I had a few friends, we had discussions and they're like, I just feel like you're not really invested energetically or mentally into the yoga side of things that you light up when you talk about podcasting. And I was like, no, no, no. I do love yoga. I love sharing it. I love my podcast as well. I'm just trying to find the balance between this and what I'm doing and exploring and socializing, blah, blah, blah. And then someone was like, made a really good point. They're just like, if I told you you couldn't podcast for six months or you couldn't do the yoga business for six months, which would you be more upset about? And I was like, definitely the podcast. Like To me, the podcast is like uh, an extension of me now. I've been doing it for almost two years. So I'm like, what are you talking about? Yoga, I think the issue is I haven't really niched down. So I haven't figured out what I want to do. That's the other thing. When you start a business, you start opening all these doors that you're like, wait, what? I could be a social media coach for a yogi. I could mentor yogis on... Uh, starting online courses. I could mentor yogis on just marketing themselves I could actually just teach yoga online. I could make an app. I could make videos I can do one-on-one in-home coaching like there's a thousand things you can do And it was so overwhelming for me that I was like, I don't really feel like I have a mental Capacity or energy to deal with this right now But I love doing my podcast and I definitely have the mental capacity and energy to do it So what that showed me is let me focus on that so thank you to a few friends i'll shout out marley and Noor, who really saw that they're like yeah i just don't see that for you right now not to say it will never happen but you just table it there's no rush in starting anything with the yoga business if i don't feel like the energy's behind it if i'm feeling all my energy going to the podcast why don't i focus on that so I would say my 2020 goals now have shifted. If you listened like four weeks ago, you're probably like, wait, what? You just talked about something different, but you're allowed to change your mind. You can listen to your own energy and intuition. And I'm really trying to do that in 2020. I feel like I constantly try to validate myself with other people's opinions of, oh, well, you could just do yoga if you, you know focus on it four hours a week and do this and that. It's like, no, my energy isn't there. I don't light up the same way as I do with podcasting. I think if you're confused about what this might mean, listen to Susie Batiz's podcast on The Skinny Confidential. She's the owner of Poopery or Poopery. She talks about alive ideas, and I will never forget that podcast because it resonated with me so much. You feel it, like you get excited. When people hear you talk about it, you get excited. You're excited to do it. You look forward to it. There's everything excites you. And I'm not talking about every aspect. Like there's 10 things I could name right now that I don't like about podcasting, emailing, editing, outsourcing things, paying people to do things that I could probably do, but I don't, I'm too lazy to do. These are all things that yes, they're annoying, but podcasting itself, I love doing it. It keeps me like so energetically aligned where the yoga business, it was just way too scattered and it's just not in my like field of energy right now. So that's a big goal for 2020 is listening to my energy. I posted about energy management. It's something I'm really, really focusing on because I don't think we pay attention to that enough. We're constantly draining ourselves for other people, our jobs, our workouts, our siblings, our parents, our partners, and it's like, why don't we put that energy back into ourselves? So podcasting is the goal, paying attention to energy, And like I said, just dipping into that toolbox of things that I've learned in the past that will help me get over these weird, funky times because I definitely was in a downward spiral a few weeks ago and I had to come out of that and I'm ready because it's my 29th birthday in a week and I need to be on point i do not want to go with any negative energy into my 29th lap around the sun i want to be excited i want to step into my power i want to feel aligned i'm just like kind of ready to shed all this like bullshit that i've been carrying around of like oh i can't podcast or i can't do this or i don't know about this and who will who will say what what will this person think of it what about that person i dated what i'm like no 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 i'm done like There just becomes a point where you get fed up with your own shit that you're like, I'm done. Like, this is boring. I'm bored of my story. I'm bored of playing small. I'm bored of trying to pretend all these different things. I know what I want to do. And now it's just time to focus. So... With that, we have a perfect guest on today. Her name is Jessie DeLo. She's a manifestation coach based in LA and she does a few other things like art therapy and yoga, but I really think you'll resonate with her manifestation message because it's something that I've been talking about so much lately. I really wanted to get into manifestation with Jessie because she's created almost a dream life for herself. I think when you listen, you'll find a lot of inspiration and hope because she talks about how this life of basically her dreams came right after a really, really devastating breakup. And we've all been there. Like, we've all been in that deep, dark spot. Maybe it's not a breakup. Maybe it's a loss. Maybe you got fired from your job. Maybe you are in a ton of credit card debt or gained a ton of weight and you just are feeling bad about yourself. Something has happened where we've all been in that dark spiral where you're you're just like, does this get any better? And that's kind of the period I was in two weeks ago where I was like, is this going to feel any better? And Jessie talks about how she got out of that funk and then essentially turned her life around in a 180. And manifested the man of her dreams the family of her dreams the career of her dreams the house of her dreams and we get into it because i think when you start to hear this stuff like dreams and manifestation light love it becomes a little too what's the word i'm looking for unrelatable and so with her i really wanted to get into it like I have been on this journey for so long that I know what terms people are using, and I realize some people listening might not understand. They're like, "What do you mean holding space? What do you mean feeling in alignment? What do you mean, um, you know, holding space for others?" Like I used to be like, "What does that mean?" Or like showing up. I see that so much on Instagram today. This is how I show up for the world today. I'm just going to show up. And I remember hearing that term, and I was like, "What does that even mean?" Like. Show up for your work, show up like with your makeup on, show up with a cute outfit. I don't get what that means. So I'm trying to break it down so that it becomes relatable for you guys because I know for me, when I started looking into like the more spiritual side of things, it became really intimidating where I was like, what the hell is everyone talking about? I don't understand all these terms. Why is everyone talking like this? So I wanted to get into that with her, but also really get down to her story because. Jessie's just like anyone else. She's a human being. She has emotions. She has thoughts. She has dark times She has good times So I wanted to get in her story of how did she turn this life around where she was in such a dark place Into a life where she's so proud of now and is actually excited about it So I think you'll really really enjoy her story She has a podcast called madly forever. You can find her at jessiedelow.com and you need to follow her. Her content is so inspirational. That was definitely one of the accounts I put on my little inspiration follows when I was in that weird funk, and I instantly felt better. I'm telling you guys, the content you consume, subconsciously or not, will register within your mind, and it will change your energy and your thoughts. So I highly suggest you listen to this podcast, follow Jesse, and let me know what you think after you guys listen. All right, with that, let's dive in. Okay. Today, guys, I have Jessie DeLoe on, and this could not be more perfect timing because lately I've been talking about manifestation, what that means, how can we incorporate this into our lives more. And Jessie is actually an expert on all this. So welcome to the show, Jessie.
1: Thank you so much. Thank you for having me.
0: Absolutely. Could you actually tell us about your background and specifically what you do?
1: Yeah. So my background is as an art therapist and yoga teacher, as well as meditation teacher and um, co-founder of a lifestyle platform called How You Glow. And all of that has led me to where I am now. I'm still doing all of that, but my focus is on manifestation coaching, which is really helping people to find within themselves a a really good place to call home so feeling really at home within oneself and embodying your authenticity embodying um, the present moment and really creating the life that you want here and now and not really having to wait for any external validation to make you feel like oh i've arrived but feeling that um that come to you naturally in the moment
0: How did you actually end up doing all of that? Like, was there a story, a moment? Did someone let you know, like, wow, you have a gift. You should really do that. Tell us how you ended up in this field.
1: I think, um, there actually is a moment that I, that I pinpoint as the moment that led me into it. And it was after I'd had my daughter, she's now two and a half. And I think at this point she was maybe three or four months old. And I was walking by my house, um, at the beach and just like we always did and still do just taking a nice beach walk. And at that point she was so little, she was just in a little baby carrier on my chest and, you know, such a beautiful day, beautiful beach, the sun is shining on us. Um, And I just felt this feeling of just being in the exact place that I should be. And almost as if I was living heaven on earth, just this otherworldly feeling of complete bliss and Um, Just like so tuned into just this moment and as if I was just experienced ecstasy, you know, just this really feeling of um, pure happiness. Right. And that feeling, it was as if I'd like created it in a past life or something that I had dreamt up some other time, some other place and was like meeting with it in this reality. That's how it felt. Um and I in that moment I didn't even know what manifestation coaching was or that it was a thing, but I was like, I wanna help people create and envision and step into their dream reality in the way that I have done for myself. And I had come from, you know, a a really bad breakup and then to meeting my husband, you know, at the I, ideal timing and then falling madly in love with him and then very quickly getting married and very quickly getting pregnant on our honeymoon and everything happened in such a whirlwind and so i feel like it was this moment that i really sort of got was stuck stopped in my tracks and was just like whoa like how in the world did this happen i was like this is so awesome and i wanted to devote my time and energy to helping other people have this exact feeling that i was experiencing
0: I'm like smiling right now because I feel like so many people are listening that are in the dumps. Like I feel like there's a re- a big shift in 2020, but there's also so much tragedy going on in the world. And I think that's he- weighing heavily on people personally as well, where it's everyone's feeling like a bit helpless. And then they're mm-hmm. also dealing with stuff in their personal lives. Just like, how can I get out of this funk? How can I get over that breakup? How can I get over getting fired from a job or, Uh, I'm not the goal weight. I want to be, or I don't live in that apartment. Like there's, we're always looking for the next best thing. And I feel like you're a perfect testimonial of like, you can come out of that. You can come out on the other side and it's not impossible. It's not like you have to be famous or have a thousand million dollars in your bank account. Like if you Mm -hmm. just step into a certain energy, you can actually get there. So I want to take a quick step back and talk about the word manifestation. How would you describe that?
1: well we're all manifesting. Everything manifestation is something coming to fruition. It's something being created by, you know, an energy that's a powerful energy that is bringing thought to form, right? And so we've all manifested our lives. It's just a difference between consciously manifesting from a place that has, you know, intentions that really serve you and that are aligned with your authentic authentic self versus unconsciously manifesting or maybe consciously manifesting, but based on intentions that are not in alignment with who you actually are or who you actually want to be. And so manifestation, it's happening. Everything is, every object, everything that we see, everything in the physical form is a manifestation of what was once a thought brought to form. And so the practice of this work that I do is becoming a skillful, very conscious and very um, deliberate manifestor so that what shows up in your physical reality is a reflection of how you feel on the inside and how you want to feel on the inside. Um, And yeah, so like you were saying before, all these people who are feeling down in the dumps and are feeling really hopeless, that energy does not create a life that you want, right? From that place, we cannot consciously create, we have to first rise up out of that energy to then bring that reality that we're calling into us. And it's by really embracing where we're at and not rejecting it. You know, we can't reject what's in front of us, because if we reject what's in front of us, we're in a state of low vibration where we are not um, open to possibilities. So the first thing is just to really change your mindset and to you know increase your frequency to to become grateful no matter what your situation is find the silver lining and instead of feeling you know defeated feel hopeful and we can go a lot more you know deeper into that but that's just the basis
0: yeah absolutely i i notice whenever i talk to any anybody about manifesting or read about manifesting it's all about vibrations and I, I've been looking into this for a long time. I've been, you know, all about manifesting for the past three plus years, That there's a lot of people listening that don't even understand the, the terminology of like vibrations and mm-hmm. high vibes and low vibes. And like, what does that mean? Like, you know what I mean? It's just yes, so, absolutely. so foreign. Yeah. So can you talk yeah. about the vibration and, and the yes. energy?
1: That's a great point. Yeah. So everything is energy vibrating at a different speed, a different frequency. So whether it's the table that your computer is on or that you're eating dinner on or the tree that's outside your window or the ocean or you or, you know, your thought, everything has an energy that it emits. So you can think of it as like, you know, water, like if water is in its form, in its liquid state, it's vibrating at a certain speed. Right. And then when it's ice, it's vibrating slower. And when it's, um, evaporated into the air or when it's boiling, you know, it's all changing and changing its form based on its speed. Right. And it's same thing with human beings, right? Our energy, of course we're not melting or freezing or, (laughs) or evaporating, but our energy is very much malleable and it is, undeniable that you can feel and sense someone's energy and a shift in someone's energy. When someone comes into the room and they have bad vibes, it's like, you can't deny that you can, you can feel that you can, you can palpably sense their energy and it reaches you. And this can reach beyond what the eye can see, right? You might not even see the person, but you might feel like an energy, right? Or you Mm -hmm. might feel like someone's watching you with like a weird, you know, intention or something right you can also feel really great energy when someone walks in the room and it's just the whole room lights up with this person's energy and so when we say you know raise our vibration it's enhance our energy it's make ourselves you know a conduit for a magnet a a, a power of expansion for light and for goodness and for love and so different emotions have different vibrations and different, um, speeds of, of movement as well. So like very low frequency vibrations, are fear, our anger, our hate, things that you would think about are just not make you feel good, right? When you don't feel good in your body, it's a low vibration state.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: the opposite is true. Like love, excitement, joy, um, you know, anything that makes you feel really alive, really good, really grateful, really in tune, Those are high vibration states. And that's when your magnetic field, your quantum field, which is the reach that you have that your energy can extend to, it gets way, way, way bigger. When we're in the fear based or the you know, just any, any of those low frequency states, our magnetic field gets a lot smaller and we don't have the ability to manifest as well because, or we can manifest, but it's just going to bring in more of that. You know, it's going to, we can be in a place of judgment, either judging of ourselves or of someone else and, and, you know, set as many intentions as we want for the beautiful life we want. But what we're going to get back is a reflection of that judgment, right. And that Mm. state of, judging. And so sometimes we set intentions and we wonder why isn't this showing up? It's because we have to really take an honest look about what the inner dialogue really is and what you're really feeling, not just what you're saying you want. Right.
0: So it's more of that, that deep work that you really have to look inward and say, okay, yeah, of course we all want true love and money in the bank and to be healthy, but on a deeper level, like, do you actually feel deserving of that? Is that something that you're working through. And that's, I think the hard part that no one actually wants to face.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of it is, is unconscious, right? Like sometimes we think we're doing all the right things because our subconscious behaviors are not revealed to us, right? We we can't see them and we can't, um, we can't even know that we're, that we're kind of getting in our own way, right? It's when these things are brought to the surface that we can consciously make decisions and we can consciously say, Oh, that behavior is not serving me or that thought process isn't serving me or that inner dialogue that I have in my head is actually getting in the way of what I want.
0: So how do you specifically help people uncover those unconscious beliefs if they're not really even sure what those are?
1: Well, I think a lot of things will come up in your life to to show you. So you you kind of have to look what's coming up and what you're not pleased with in your life. And sometimes you can't identify what's going on on the inside, but you can clearly identify what's going on on the outside. So using the outside as sort of a reference to then go inward can be helpful. You know, It's like, okay, well, what's coming up for you in your life that you don't like? What's triggering you? And where does that come from? What do you think this lesson is that is being brought to you for your evolution of your soul right now. And how can we allow this experience, even though you don't like it or this thing that's showing up that you don't want, how can we allow this to, um, be shine a light on where we need to grow and and reveal yourself to yourself. Right. And if someone's willing, usually when I'm working with people, they're, they're very ready and willing, you know, they, they want to do this. So it's not like I come up with a lot of resistance, because they're paying me, right? They want to get they want to get somewhere, right? So they they examine their thoughts, they examine their inner narrative, they examine maybe their feelings about themselves and where those feelings stemmed from and why they developed certain defense mechanisms or ideas about themselves and how those those no longer serve or apply to them anymore.
0: Right. And what about personally, I want to go back to that story of where you were talking about how you had a really bad breakup and then it was almost a 180 where everything just showed up in your life that you really wanted. Can you walk us through that whole journey? Because there's a lot of people, again, listening that probably did just go through a bad breakup and can't see the light. They're blaming things on themselves. They're just beating themselves up. Like what were the steps? What was the mindset you went through? I would love to hear that whole experience.
1: So um I was dating somebody and what felt like out of the blue he broke up with me and it felt like a rug had been pulled from underneath me in that moment of course you know in hindsight I I you know I had co-created the experience that I was living and and that's another good point is that you have to take complete reality uh, sorry complete responsibility for your reality it's not anyone else's job to do anything for you. It's like, you have to claim responsibility for everything that happens to you. Right. And so anyways, he broke up with me. I'm devastated. I'm so, so confused, so scared, so lost and, you know, really grieving the relationship, really grieving what I had thought the future that I thought we're going to have. And then, you know, I woke up to the feeling of if he, and it was very, honestly, a very natural thought process for me. I had never had my heart broken before. It was so painful, but it was a very natural process for me to go to the place of, this is simply not in alignment for me. He is not in alignment for me. And if he does not want to be with me, then like this is absolutely not the person for me. And it was a very clear thing. And I also felt this tremendous sense of gratitude for him ending it because he had set me free. Right. And if this was not my person, Thank God I was free, right? I could have been there like it would have gone on way longer. And then maybe I would have had to break up with him and this and then it would have just taken away more of my life, right? He had set me free. I had tremendous gratitude, tremendous respect for him for for ending it when he knew it wasn't right and that we weren't on the same track for our lives. We just had different different things that we wanted and different um, lives to live, right? And they, they were no longer in alignment with each other. And there was nothing inherently wrong with anything that he did at all. And so I had this gratitude, I had, you know, this feeling of freedom, this feeling of excitement for my future. And of course, I had the, the extreme anxiety, extreme, you know, sadness, all of those things too, you know, but I also had you know, a real, um, trust that if this wasn't it, that there was something way better, way better than I could have ever imagined. And I didn't have any expectation or I wasn't thinking of any partner that I wanted. I just was excited, honestly, to be free. I was, it was this feeling that I can't even describe. It was almost like euphoric as much as the sadness was was really, really, really tough. There was a breakthrough where there was this feeling of like euphoria and, in that time, I really dove into my interests. I dove into my work. I traveled, I met new people, I expanded my horizons. I was on top of the world, to be honest. I was having the best time. And then I met my husband. I met my I met someone that would then become my husband, but it wasn't like I was you know lonely and pining for someone or when will he get here? I was in my Joy, I was, you know, in my element. If anything, I I wasn't even really ready to meet someone. I was just having so much fun and just having fun, enjoying the ride of life, enjoying like what adventure would next come show up at my doorstep. I was very much in the flow, very much in like just the adventure of life. And then, as if it was like the the most miraculous gift of my life, I met my well by far. I met my husband, we matched on a dating app that I was on that was like a mutual friend of ours had started. So it was still in beta mode. It hadn't been launched yet. So there weren't that many people on it. But I, it was it's the app is called Raya. I don't know if you've heard of it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so we we met on Raya. And like, I don't know if you know, but it's like a um, a montage, a photo montage with a song. And I just remember like seeing his photo montage with his song and like getting such a good vibe from him, just from his montage. Like he was so fun and had such good energy and was just like, he just looked like someone I wanted to hang with, right? He just looked like this cool guy, but it wasn't like, oh, is this my husband? Is this, you know, it was just like, he looks cool. He looks really cool. And then we, you know, we went out and, and, and it was just actually the, um, After the first date, he called his mom and said that he had met his wife. And after our second date, I called my mom and said I had met my husband. And I don't even know where those words came from. It's so bizarre. Like it was just something beyond me being like, this is the guy I'm going to marry after two dates, you know? But it was so obvious and it was so, um, it was like coming home. It was something I can't even describe. And in that moment of like, when this man that was truly beyond my wildest dreams that I could have ever dreamt up. And yes, I had made lists, you know, after the breakup, I had made some lists during that time of like my dream man and he fit everything in it. But I wasn't like, I wasn't out there desperately searching for him by any means. Right. He showed up when I was in my most authentic, most joyful, most, you know, alive state. He showed up out of the blue right? And we were magnetized to each other. And he was exactly in the same state, you know, he had been exploring, he had been, we met each other when we were divinely supposed to meet each other. If we had met even one week earlier, it wouldn't have been right. Mm -hmm. And it just all flowed so organically, so, you know, beautifully and effortlessly. And, you know, it's in those moments that you're like, wow, this all makes so much sense, right? Like it all had to happen like this. And so it's funny because when my ex-boyfriend had broken up with me, um, I was 27. It was on the 27th of, I think it was my brother's birthday, October 27th. And 27 is my most lucky number. It's like the number that I like, you know, is my sign. When I see it, I know I'm in the right place, the right time. It's my number and it always has been. And I remember calling my mom crying. like I can't believe it. this is the 27th. This is supposed to be my lucky day. My mom was like, don't you see? It is your lucky day. It is your lucky day. And it was my luckiest day ever, 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 ever. Because it set me on the path to my entire life, right? Mm-hmm. And it's just you never know. When you're going something through something really difficult or really hard, don't judge it as good or bad. Nothing is good or bad. You don't know what is in the works for you. And if you trust and you hand over your judgment and just surrender that life is and the universe is working in your favor to really, you know, especially if, you know, sometimes you're not in alignment, something you sometimes you need to really get yourself back into alignment. Right? You need to maybe you need to get clean because you're on drugs. Maybe you need to, you know, make amends with someone who you've wronged. Definitely you have to do that stuff, but when something happens to you out of the blue like that, or any, anything comes that you wouldn't have chosen for yourself, but it just appears know that something bigger is in the, is in the works is at at play for your best interest.
0: I love that because that's the issue that I think anyone going through a hardship has is why is this happening to me? This isn't fair. I, I didn't see this coming. And I like what you said about, taking responsibility and and recently this happened to me that I I haven't really shared with anyone but I was seeing someone where there were signs where they were actually being really honest with me of you know what they could commit to me what they could do like how often we could see each other what the stipulations were like I'm traveling right now through Australia and I ignored all these signs because I was like oh I just want to have fun you know you're having fun with someone you want to you want the rom-com to play out and you want to see it through to its end. When in reality, it's like, no, I do need to take a little responsibility that this person was being honest with me. They were being upfront with, you know, their expectations and, and things around commitment. And I just chose to ignore it. So I would love you for you to expand on that piece because it's really hard for people to take responsibility or any accountability when emotions are involved, because that sounds so like business, forward. You know what I mean? Like when we use those words. So I feel like taking responsibility for the reality you create, that is so powerful. So I would love for you to expand on that.
1: Yeah. I mean, even just like what I said, like how I felt like when he had broken up with me and it was so out of the blue and I was so shocked. It's like, no, 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 no. Like if I really look at it, like it was very clear. There were very clear signs that we were not in alignment about certain things and about... Just as you're describing with your person that you were talking about, like it's there, but we have to take responsibility for what we choose not to see, right? And for what we put up with, for what we tolerate, and also for the lessons that we're supposed to learn. So if you blame someone else, you bypass the the opportunity to learn a lesson. It's very easy to point a finger and say, oh, well, I'm experiencing this because that guy did this or this woman did that. But that keeps you stuck, right? And that keeps you disempowered and just, you know, with no agency of your own to to make a shift or change. But if you claim all responsibility and say, oh, this is happening, what's going on within me that's creating this chaos or that's creating this reality? What can I do to transform? How can I transform my energy and therefore transform what's showing up for me? And it's kind of fun. It's like, you become this like sorcerer, right? You're like, wow, I'm really powerful. And I can really craft and change my reality based on what's going on inside of me. And if something's coming up, what lesson can I can I really absorb so that this doesn't have to come up again and again?
0: you know what I love about your story too is that you guys met on a dating app because I feel like people dog the dating app so much and they're like, Oh, (laughs) it's not for me. They're, it's just a waste of time. It's, it's, um, you know, the guys on there just want to hook up and you're a perfect example of why that isn't true. And so I'm wondering how can people change their mindset around not only dating, but anything negative, like, Oh, my job sucks. Uh, I make no money. Boys suck. Like, What are some simple ways that people can get out of those shifts of energy?
1: Well, I think focusing on what you want and not on what you don't want. I think if you're focusing your attention on what you don't like or what you think is going to let you down or what you think isn't going to work out, you're going to get that experience reflected back to you, right? And so when you keep thinking, oh, even as simple as like when you're starting your day, like, oh, this day is going to be hard or this day is going to be annoying or this day is going to be I'm going to be be so tired today. That's what you'll feel. That's what you'll experience. But if you start your day this is going to be the best day ever. Oh, I'm so grateful, and so lucky to have a brand new day and I'm going to appreciate it and I'm going to really like be, you know, you know the most vibrant version of myself and and spread love to everyone I encounter. You're going to have that experience and you're going to have amazing things reflected back to you. So, you really have to take ownership over the fact that if you if you say and you think that men suck, they're going to suck. <laughs> if you say <laughs> and you think that, you know, your job sucks, it's going to suck. It's like, if you change the inner dialogue around that without changing anything else, it's going to change. Start there. And then, you know, dream up. What is it that I do on? How do I want to feel today? What would be the best case scenario for my day? How can I really like You know, envision that and imprint that and what that feels like. So I can go into my day regardless of what actually happens, but move through my day with that grace as if I already have everything I need. I don't need any external validation um, from the outside world because I feel that energy on the inside. And when you do that, you become a magnet for the outcome that you desire, but there's no attachment to it.
0: I'm really loving the best case scenario thing. I feel like that's a good journal prompt of like, what is the best case scenario for my day and envision that what are, what are some things you do actually? Like, do you journal, do you visualize, you meditate, do you do it all? Like, what is your toolbox?
1: Yeah. So like what you just touched on, that's a big thing I tell my clients to do and that I do for myself before, you know, before the day, part of the morning routine is sitting down and visioning out your day. So you're, Starting from a place of gratitude. So to again talking about raising your vibration and your frequency when you start with thinking about what you're grateful for and what you're already just so happy about and joyful and, you know, proud of and all of these things, if you can really harness that and so think about starting with what you're grateful for to get that energy up and, and feel that in your heart space. Then start envisioning your day. So you think you could even check your calendar really quickly. Okay, what do I have to do today? Rather, what do I get to do today? And then see yourself. And I do a lot of guided visualizations for people, but creating almost like the goddess or the, if you're a guy, like the God version of yourself, like the most vibrant, magnetic, confident, beautiful, you know, just magnetically attractive version of yourself and see that version of you and feel into that moving through your day. So whatever it is that you have to do or get to do, see yourself doing it in the way that would be the most beneficial and, you know, impactful and meaningful for you and everyone involved. Feel that energy as you move through your day, leave room for like things to surprise you for blessings and signs and whatever it is that you want to cultivate that you want to ask, okay, Thank you for this guidance. Thank you for this sign that that things are working out in this capacity or, or whatever it is your specific intentions are. You can put those into the vision and then start your day from that place where you're already so charged up and so excited and so, you know, grateful for the day ahead rather than just blindly going into it like, oh, today's probably going to be just like yesterday or today's going to be whatever, you know?
0: Yeah. It's getting excited because nothing is guaranteed. Like I was talking to my mom recently and we were going through some family health scares, uh, with my dad and she was like, Chelsea, but even my day is not guaranteed. Like I could walk across the street tomorrow to get milk and get hit by a car. So yet nothing major needs to be going on in your life to feel like blessed or not blessed. It's like, no, you create your day. I love the whole thing of like, what is your most magnetic, vibrant self? because that is the energy that you'll, you'll, I almost, it's like natural. It's like, is this true that you can't hold a positive and negative thought at the same time? I feel like I read that somewhere and I don't know if that's true, I think but that's right.
1: I yeah. think that's right. Yeah. I think that's right. And especially if you're grateful, you know, I think grateful cancels out any type of negativity. Gratitude is like, even if you're grateful for something that you haven't yet received, when you say, thank you for it. And you say, I'm grateful for this. Even something that you're just calling in, it imprints your cells and your body as if you've already gotten it, you know, as if it's already here. And it taps into that future version of yourself, that future reality. And it's like you visit that and you experience that and you believe it and you, and you feel it. And so you become like, you know, a part of that energy of what you're you're calling in, but it comes to you. Right. And
0: gratitude. I feel like for some people, it's so hard to just get out of the, what I call like the basics, like, Oh, I'm grateful for my family and my home and my friends. And it's like, why don't you almost make it a game where you start to get even deeper? Like, I'm grateful that this software exists, that I get to talk to Jesse today. I'm Mm -hmm. grateful that we have Instagram so I can connect with people back home. I'm in Australia. I'm grateful that I can wake up and hop out of bed and actually stand on my own two feet. Like you almost have to start. um, uh, What's the word I'm looking for? Um, Not just paying attention, but like really taking inventory of everything around you that you're grateful for.
1: Totally. Because it's not until like you, you know, you hurt your foot that you realized how good it felt to not have a hurt foot. So it's like, or like, you know, when you, yeah, like your toe and then everyone's stepping on it and like you're like, Oh God, this is bad. But we so often just forget that, like health, just being healthy, feeling good. Like, there's so much to be grateful for. It, the ability to walk, like you said, the ability to see, the ability to to hear music. Like, all of these things are such gifts um, that even if you're you're limited in some capacity, there's always some way that you can tap into that gratitude. And the gratitude is just a, a gateway into manifesting everything that you want. Gat- gratitude not only feels good and makes your present moment better, but it allows you to attract what you want into your future.
0: I love the whole idea of attracting what you want and creating, you know, your life by design. But there's definitely people listening, cause I used to be this person where you can visualize it again. It's like, Oh, I see that. I, I want to have that job. I want to do this. But I don't feel worthy. And that comes from the external validation factor, which it seems like something you've mastered. So I'm curious, were you always like that? Or what shift or work or anything did you do to stop depending on external validation?
1: So what you touched on not feeling worthy, that's a that's more about internal, right? That's like a more of an internal state. And so it doesn't actually even matter what's going on on the outside, because no matter what shows up, if you don't feel worthy, it's not going to be received as like, oh, I've made it. Oh, I've done it. It's always going to be this feeling of like, okay, well then now I have to go do this. Now, now the bar's over there because, you know, it's never feeling like, ah, I'm like, I'm proud of myself. I'm doing this. Right. It's like when you don't feel worthy, it's never enough. And so, the work really is to be content with everything exactly as it is and with yourself exactly as you are while also simultaneously holding space for everything that is coming and everything that you're working towards. And so you have to be careful with manifestation when people are always setting goals and always, you know, looking to the future. That's not the point is to just like always look at, to the future. Okay. What's the next thing I'm going to do? What's the next thing I'm going to call in? really what we want is to embody the present. We're only ever in the present, right? And so we want our present to be enjoyable. We want to fully inhabit our present and be completely embodied in the present moment. And the worthiness and the feeling of I deserve to have a good life, I deserve to live my dream reality comes from, you know, fully, fully engaging with the present moment. And being your authentic self in the present moment and not hiding who you are.
0: What about phrases that, that people aren't really resonating with. So it's hard for them to get in alignment. So for example, even the word alignment or holding up or showing space, like to the average person that just has a nine to five goes to work, works out, makes dinner, wakes up, rinse, repeat this this language and this world is so like new to them. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know what I mean? Like, I, like a few years ago, if, if we were talking, I would have been like, I don't understand what Jesse's talking about. I don't get what does hold space mean? What does being in true alignment mean? Like, can you walk us through almost like layman terms? What, what this could mean for someone that wants to really step into this, um, you know, life by design?
1: Yeah. Well, it's honestly super, super simple to put it, to put it in layman's terms. It's be happy with what you've got. Be grateful, be, you know, accepting of who you are, like fully, fully accepting the dark, the light, you know, really fully accepting and knowing yourself is a huge part of it. I think a lot of people, close doors within themselves and don't look any further. And I think a big part of spiritual growth and going deeper and, you know, really stepping up your experience on this earth is opening those doors um, and seeing what's behind them and freeing yourself from, you know, maybe something that might've happened in your childhood um, an implanted belief about yourself that, has just become the soundtrack, right? That's just become your internal dialogue with you, with how you see the world, reassessing, like reassessing does this, you know, voice, does this um, narrative serve me? And how can I best support myself to feel really good and feel really um, aligned just means being yourself, right? Being fully, fully yourself.
0: And I feel like people know when they're being themselves. Like we all feel that when you, you say something and you look back and you're like, Oh, why did I do that? Or why did I partake in that? Or I didn't actually even Mm want to go to that event, but I felt like I would be judged if I didn't go. And I think it's all about that intuition. Like you're talking about, we start to get those like intuitive downloads that it's like, I know this is not for me, but we choose to ignore them for whatever reason. And so that makes sense that it's like, what is alignment is not feeling that it's like, no, I know what I'm supposed to be doing and I'm trusting my gut.
1: Yeah. And it's becoming more instead of to your point, like about external validation, it's becoming more reliant on an inner feeling state rather than an external um, reward or an external act, uh, reflection of what's going on. So to measure whether, you're doing well, you don't look outside of you to say, okay, well, what are other people thinking of my success? Or what are other people, you know, do do I look okay? Do I, you know, am I, am I doing well? <laughs> Instead of looking outside, you look inside, how do I feel? Okay, I'm going to tune in. What am I really anxious, even though I'm making shit loads of money, and, you know, everything seems to be going well, but I'm really, really anxious, and I don't feel good. Like, you're not doing well. <laughs> you know you're right. not doing well. I think people look outside of themselves to to gauge their level of success or to measure their success. And really the success is based on how you feel. How, are you content with your life? Are you content? Does your body feel like a good place to live, you know? Like those are really important things to ask yourself. And if not, if it doesn't feel good, How can you start to shift? And I think, you know, working with someone to help you do that is really, especially if you're like, you don't know where to start. I think having a coach who can guide you and make you more self-aware and, uh, you know, more familiar with your unconscious processes and your real true goals, what's actually aligned with who you are and who you want to be, not who you think you're supposed to be or who other people want you to be. Then you find true happiness.
0: And that's a perfect segue into manifestation coaching with you. How did you actually get into doing what you're doing today in terms of offering it as a service?
1: So before I, before that day on the beach with my daughter, I had been doing art therapy and teaching yoga and oftentimes combining them together, doing sessions with people and also workshops and groups, but more in a, um, in a, Therapeutic setting, like more treatment centers and sober living houses, and that type of thing. Um, so I was always working with people. I always had a background in in healing in different capacities. But after I had that feeling, I want to help people do this. On the beach that day, I came back to my house. I texted my husband and say, "I'm going to be a manifestation coach. I'm going to put something up today." Um, and, and, tell everyone, this is what I am. And before he could even respond, I had already like put something on Instagram, like, hi, I'm offering sessions now. And, and the response was so positive. Um, I've bit, my calendar has been booked out like honestly since day one. And I think it's such a testament that I'm supposed to be doing it. You know, when something is just supported by the universe and it's, it flows so, so easily, I really take that as a sign as a, I'm supposed to be doing this. And what about how you glow? How did that come about? Uh, How you glow is amazing. And I love doing that too. Um, It came about how long ago, six years ago. Um, I was introduced by my, to my business partner, Tara, through a mutual friend and we just hit it off right off the bat. And it's like we blinked and started how you glow in about two weeks. And it's for those of you guys listening, it's a wellness and lifestyle platform We um, create lots of fun and unique content, um, very varied content, a lot of travel, beauty, fitness, food, fashion, really everything, lifestyle. Um, And we do co-branded products with people. We do lots of collaborations and events, and it's so much fun. We really – it's kind of like this limitless – portal of like anything we're interested in we can just dive into and learn more about and share it with people so it's been such a fun fun thing to to call work
0: what is your favorite i guess manifestation story or like transformation story of someone or a group of people that you've worked with
1: there's so many there's so many awesome stories but you know i think the basis of it is several people have come to me when they're in the state of their inner in a relationship, um, it's not, it, it's like they're coming to me and they're in a relationship that they want it to make it work, right? They want it to become better and they want to push it forward and they want to feel better. And in several of these relationships through our work together, they've actually broken up. The couple has broken up. And then the the my client has met the love of their lives, like the love of their lives where they're just like, holy shit, I cannot believe I was trying to make it work with this other person. Like, mind blown. Like, I didn't believe this love was possible. I can't, my absolute soulmate. So that's happened with several clients. Um, One client was in a workshop, because I do a lot of workshops. One workshop that I did, actually, one person was engaged to be married, but all the rest were single. And it was a small workshop. It was only five of them. But all four people met. Their romantic partner within months, within like two or three months of the workshop. And one of them met it, met their partner, like I think very close after, maybe a couple of weeks after and got married and had a baby, like really, really quickly. But they, they're so sweet. They like very much attribute it to the workshop, which I really appreciate, which it, oh it is just so sweet. Um, but there's been a lot of stuff like that where just like, even just voicing and getting clear and sharing and reflecting back. It's so powerful, so powerful to just acknowledge, you know, maybe what's not working in your life. Cause I think so often we just sort of try to trudge through it um, or make sense of it on our own, but we can't really process it or navigate through it.
0: Right. I think a lot of people are almost intimidated by wanting this life like they're almost scared that they're like okay wait i could have the life i want but it's it just seems so scary and it sounds like that's something that you work on them with but then there's other people that i've experienced this where they think all this stuff is really cheesy like they call it you know woo woo and witchy and what is it what are you talking about like i don't get it and so i'm curious when you start working with people you already talked about this before where they're kind of ready to just deal with their shit and move forward so i'm curious, like have you dealt with anyone that comes with a lot of resistance and how do you break down those barriers?
1: I think you'd be surprised. Like, like even people that I would never think would come to me for coaching, like very, very different types of like, you know, finance or like, you know, just the opposite of woo woo, the opposite of any type of spiritual world or wellness world or any of this stuff has have come. And I think it's like, like you're saying, like it is a foreign world, but it also like rocks their world. Like they want it even more. Do you know what I mean? They like, Mm -hmm. like, I think they're super excited to dive in and to have a, a way to, to, to explore these things. And I think honestly, when you are looking for guidance, sometimes you want to, you want to experience something new, right? You want to feel something different. You want to learn something that you haven't heard of before. You want a new way of approaching what hasn't worked before.
0: What does a session or a workshop with you actually look like? Like walk us through that.
1: So a session with me, I, it's like I had mentioned, I live by the beach, a beautiful beach here in Santa Monica. And I do, if it's in LA, many sessions I do here at the beach. Um, and it's, you know, beautiful one hour session where it starts off with a guided meditation and some essential oils. And then i right now I only, um, work with people like long-term they get packages and it's a package of six and then they get support from me like in between with prompts and guidance and all of that. So these sessions are now very much tailored to the person's goals and their needs and what's going on with them. But, you know, oftentimes, um, I'll do a one-off session at the beach and it's, diving deep into, you know, everything, every aspect of your life, what's going well, what's not going well. Um, you know, what th- thoughts are you thinking on a daily basis? Like just deep, deep diving into your experience of life and how it is and what you would like to shift and change. Um, and yeah, yeah. So I'll do a, a beach session, but then my phone sessions are just, uh, intensive. So that's six, six sessions um, and those you can't just get one it's like you have to do the whole program and uh, it's similar to it's similar to what I described at the beach but just over the phone and I send the beach vibes through the phone <laughs> <laughs> and the workshops are very different based on where I am and who I'm working with I do a lot of corporate workshops like I work with Google and big company like Amazon companies like that and then I also, do small workshops that like this weekend, I'm doing one for a girl's birthday at her house or I'll do, you know, I'll host them myself and have them at my house. And it's, some of them are business workshops, like entrepreneur workshops. Others are manifesting love workshops. Um, Some are just in general manifestation workshops. So it really depends on what the theme is, what the person's looking for that hires me or, you know, whatever, whatever topic I'm, focusing on? Now,
0: this seems like a weird question, but it seems like keeping up a high vibe can also almost seem exhausting. Where for I'll use myself as an example. I love all this stuff. I wanted twenty twenty to be like a huge shift in energy. I signed up for Gabby Bernstein's like twenty one day manifestation challenge and now I almost feel overwhelmed where I'm trying to like journal and visualize and meditate and and constantly like be in a good flow and and it almost can seem overwhelming at times. Have you ever found yourself in that state and how do you overcome it or how do you help clients that seem like this is like too much work, quote unquote?
1: I think Gabby calls that manic manifesting. <laughs> um, I spoke to her yesterday, actually, on the phone. Um, I interviewed her for my podcast. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah, it's my world. But, yes, but you know, I think... I think that idea of it's supposed to work for you, right? This is supposed to be, any of these practices are supposed to be something that feeds you rather than deplete you. So you really have to take a look and say like, okay, like what, how am I approaching this? How am am I approaching this? Like I have to do this or I get to do this, right? Or am I approaching this? Like uh, I have to check this off the list and this off the list and here's my routine and I'm doing this. It's like, how can I, slow down and how can I make this serve me and what I need? And maybe today I don't do anything. And today I go out and have like, you know, like a delicious dinner and that's my practice, you know? And or maybe tomorrow I take a walk on the beach and that's my practice. It's like, it doesn't have to look any certain way. It just should be something that feeds your soul and makes you feel good.
0: What about your 2020 goals? I don't know if you believe in resolutions or anything, but is there anything on your plate, whether that's intentions, goals, et cetera, that you're really looking forward to or shifting?
1: That's a good question. Um, Yes, I'm really looking forward to creating, like in many senses of the word. I want this to be a year of creation, Um, creating more resources for my clients, like a journal, maybe a book, um, creating more like, art and like literally like, like food and just creating life around me and beauty around me. And that's sort of my mantra for this year.
0: I love that. Create before you consume. I just saw a quote on Instagram. Mm, I "I love that. What Mm -hmm. about your family and partner? It sounds like your partner and you obviously were attracted to each other for your own like beliefs. And, you know, it seems like you just got along really well. That's why it worked out immediately. Mm -hmm. But did you have to, there's a lot of girls I I talk to that are like, Oh, I don't want to show this side of me. Like, you know, my woo woo side or my partner doesn't believe in it. Like, how did you approach that? Or was this something that he was already into as well? Or did you teach him how to get into alignment? Like, I would love to hear your perspective on that.
1: I mean, he's super open, and I think that he was attracted. So I'm not very woo woo. I'm really not. And I know, know might I might sound that way with some of this manifestation stuff, but truly, I'm not. Like I'm I'm a pretty grounded person. I like crystals. I I practice manifestation. I coach manifestation, and I I believe wholeheartedly in the science of energy and you know magnetism and all of that. But I don't view any of that as woo. -woo. I actually view it as, you know, just empowering like tools and science and, um, and uplifting, you know, ways to live your life. I think that he has really embraced all of the wellness stuff. Like he's so into it. And, um, I think he finds it very attractive. I'm not like, like I said, I'm not like over the top, (laughs) you know what I mean? So I think that, you know, there's been, never been any sort of me having to convince him to get on board with anything. I think that, you know, we very much have a similar sensibility about um, our beliefs and our views. And we really share that spirituality and that depth. And I think that's a big way that we connect, you know, we really do go deep with each other.
0: That That makes sense. The sensibility part. I was just talking to someone yesterday at work that he was telling us about one of these astrology apps. You know, there's CoStar, there's the pattern, there's all these other things. And he said his girlfriend like literally broke up with him because she of what she read on the app. And I was oh my just gosh. laughing. Because I was like, I can't imagine him thinking, wait a second, what are you talking about? You read something in an app and now you're breaking up with me. So <laughs> that might be what you <laughs> mean. Yeah. That's so silly. Over the top. That might be a little too much. But um, I want oh my to- gosh. No. Yeah. That's <laughs> ridiculous. Yeah. I was like, uh, maybe that wasn't the best for you, but um, I want to know what's actually the best piece of advice that you've ever gotten. Hmm.
1: Best piece of advice. Okay. Um, I think it has to be, and it's pretty straightforward, but the only way out is through. The only way out is through. I think it's very easy to try to avoid you know, whatever it is that's showing up and just stuff it down or go around it. But the only way to truly, truly surpass whatever is coming up for you or your experience is to face it and to go through it. Whether that's a fear that's coming up or, you know, a difficult chapter experience, like really be present through it and absorb it and don't, you know, turn away.
0: I love that. And that's so relevant for what we've been talking about earlier with the breakups and the jobs and the apartments. It's like don't try to outdo it or outrun it or or go around it. Just go through it. Mhm. Mhm. Exactly. So what can people do if they want to actually work with you or get in touch with you or follow along? Can you tell us everywhere to find you?
1: Yes, absolutely. So my Instagram is at Delowe, just my name, J-E-S-S-I-E-D-E-L-O-W-E. And my website for working with me is my name, jessiedelowe.com. And then also if you want to check out How You Glow, it's um, How, H-O-W-U-Y-O-U, Glow, G-L-O-W. And that's our Instagram handle. And then it's howyouglow.com. And if you want to check out my podcast, it's called Madly Forever.
0: Oh, love that. So many avenues to get with in, in touch with you. I love
1: it. I
0: love when people have more than one resource. So this is amazing. Thank you so much for being on. I'm so excited for people to listen to this for 2020 new energy.
1: Thank you so much. I appreciate you reaching out all the way from Australia. Yeah. I've you. only been here
0: for six months, so not truly. Well, uh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I'm excited. But Where
1: are you in Australia?
0: I'm in Sydney. So I'm in nice. Bondi Beach right now. Yeah, perfect Gorgeous. I'd like you're like we were talking about sometimes you can get a little jaded in in an area and I'm like, Chelsea, wake up. Like you're in Bondi Beach, you're in Australia, what are you right. doing? Like sitting in the dump. So I feel like this conversation right. was even personally helpful for me. So truly thank oh, you. I'm
1: so happy to hear that. Yeah, thank you so much for for including me on your awesome podcast. Absolutely. I hope you
0: guys were just as inspired as I was with Jesse's story. In the beginning of the podcast, I told you guys how I really tried to break down the words and terminology she was using. And I hope that was helpful because like I said, I know from my perspective, when I started listening to manifesting content and reading about things like this and spirituality and holding space and all these things, I was just like intimidated and it didn't make sense. It just felt like really Pinterest board, quote, inspirational type of cheesy content. And I don't want it to be that because I know firsthand how skepticism and cynicism can really really affect your thought patterns and so with jesse and we're talking about positive mindset and everything i wanted to make sure it was relatable so i hope that was really helpful and valuable for you because i know it was for me i selfishly asked a lot of questions because that's what my podcast is for you guys that's the best thing about podcasting is you can have all these guests on And you realize, wait, everyone's going through the same shit. We've all been through breakups. We've all lost someone. We've all had a weird issue at work. We've all, like, not made enough money. We've all been there. So when you have those questions and you want to see how other people got out of it, that's where a podcast becomes a perfect medium. So... I love podcasting and I really want to help you guys that are thinking of starting a podcast or want to start a podcast or you're not sure where to start. I'm actually starting to look into creating an ebook or some type of materials. So stay tuned for that. I want you to reach out to me if you have specific struggles, issues, um, pain points, or just questions, let me know. You can write into the podcast, hello at inmynonexpertopinion.com. You can follow me at Chelsea Reif. And Instagram is soon coming. Or you can visit my website in mynonexpertopinion.com. And like I said, I would love to hear what you guys want from a material standpoint when it comes to podcasting. Because I can create it, but I'm creating it for you. So you need to tell me what you want. You know what I mean? I'm, I've been doing this for two years. So for me, I'm like, oh yeah, that makes sense. I already know this. Where if you've never done it, you're like, I don't even know what file to export it at. I don't know how to even look for an editor. Like, should I hire an editor? I know all those questions that I had in the beginning, you're probably having too. So please, please, please reach out. I want to make sure that when I create something, it's very valuable and you guys will resonate with it. I hope you love Jessie's interview. Make sure you follow her at Jessie DeLoe. Make sure you go visit her website and listen to her podcast, Madly Forever. I think you guys will find a ton of value, especially 2020. I know we're coming to the end of January. Your resolutions are probably starting to fade. You're maybe feeling a little unmotivated. Try and listen to content like this that will shift your energy and get you back in the spirits of like new energy, new me, not dealing with the old bullshit because... Time doesn't matter. You can change your energy at any time. All right. With that, I'll see you guys next week.